Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy March 7th, 2023. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and we're bringing you right now the Bachelor Rush Hour. That's right, it's the afternoon rewind, all the content from today's Bachelor News, some pop culture, and we got American Idol. We're going to lead off with some of our favorite American Idol clips of this week as we're on the audition stages where people get to sing for their lives, and we're going to jump into all of that right now. In fact, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we've got a lot to get to here. So two different spoilers. We're going to share who the next Bachelorette lead is, as leaked by Reality Steve. That'll be the last video of the day, and then we've also got a Woman Tell All spoiler. That'll be the second clip of the day, starting around the 10-minute mark. So if you don't want to check out who the next Bachelorette is, make sure, and, and I'll give you guys fair warning, when to tune away, but make sure not to check out the latter half of this podcast. But I have to tell you, I mean, this isn't a pivotal spoiler, but I like to share spoilers where I can, of course, with your approval. But let's get into it. First, right now, I'm going to share with you guys three of my favorite auditions from this week's episode of American Idol. This is an audio-only podcast. This is a rewind. You're listening on the car and you commute home. So listen to some of the uh, tunes. Please. This first one here is music by Elijah on Instagram and Katy Perry says he is top 10 material. Have a listen for yourself. It's the broken road that led me straight to you. God bless the broken road <laughs> that led me straight to you. And then that's a standing ovation from Lionel Richie. Cries of Jeez. tears of joy. And a huge hug there from Come Luke Bryan. So, very interesting stuff. If you're not watching this season of American Idol, you're missing out. Some amazing singer-songwriters. And let's get to our next one here. He's at PDuff Music on Instagram. And the question American Idol is asking, is this the next Luke Bryan? Have a listen. All the memories we made And the Luke Bryan songs we sang <laughs> I go back to the bonfires the dirt road truck bed church choirs All the boys in one place Yes, that stuff you can't erase Boy, think back on all those friends From ball field nights to dirt dead ends I gave you all the yawns, ups and downs the Good times, bad times, and ends and outs I knew you need something to look back on To keep you old and make you strong So I gave you brothers that have your back, no doubt There's something to write about and Then he showed me another truth I keep remembering us and thinking of you 
and you leaving so soon. Then he told me, I hope now that you see why I let you have letdowns and let you cry sometimes. I've given you plenty of smiles and a couple friends, and that's something to write about. All right, so that's our second singer of the day, P-Duff Music, and uh, these are getting great reviews online. You know, this is the difference between Bachelor and American Idol. American Idol actually has talented people that are in reality for talent versus Bachelor. No offense to some of them, but they're really just there because they're creating a mess on TV, and it's kind of like a train wreck, uh, you know, that's going on. A derailment, if you will. Well, here's our third uh, and final American Idol clip of the day. Have a listen here. This is small town radio host Mary Beth, um, and uh, here's her country voice. Have a listen. Would have been gone like a wayward wind if it hadn't been for love. Well, nobody knows it better than me. I wouldn't be wishing I was free if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been for love. You see, I never would have loaded up a 44 and put myself behind the jailhouse door if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been How's that for some talent for you guys today? That's your American Idol Rewind from this past week. Make sure to go check it out. I think it's on Hulu if you haven't watched the episodes. You can catch up now. Or just go to American Idol on Instagram. Uh, This sounds like an ad for them. It's not. I'm just really enjoying the season. And let's jump into the Bachelor news. So Game of Roses revealed that there will be some drama on the Women Tell All. It was already taped, so we don't know exactly what they're going to air. But let's get into it right right now. Have a listen to today's clip you can catch a full video on youtube here it is during women to law filming greer was asked to address the blackface scandal as pot part of her hot seat here's what game of roses podcast had to do to a say. little race uh relations work during the women tell all and it's not going to go well they're doing race relations yeah, work. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not going to go well but because of greer specifically yes she is put uh how do you say on a hot seat and made to answer for her various... She's being made to answer for Eric Shore. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I think so. Wow. They're going to try to do a little race uh, relations work. All right, so let's see what else they have to say here. Now, of course, we know Eric Schwer, uh, I believe in high school, Bedminster, New Jersey, or Blackface, and has apologized. Uh, we're going to get into the lack of addressing it on the men tell all versus what apparently they're going to do is address Greer on women tell all. Not to say that everything in life is equal. Greer did not wear Blackface. She defended on her, uh, her Twitter, I believe, a friend of hers who did. Uh, well, it'll be very interesting to hear what she has to say. She has issued an apology, I believe, on Instagram. They just can't keep any consistency. They're just like going back and forth, throwing things against the wall. What will work? Like, okay, we're going full back into whites. Okay, now we're, no, now we're dealing with race. Okay, now, okay. 
<laughs> but I mean, that really is the the problem with how they're handling all of the different racism issues that seemingly are in every season is the inconsistency. It's like Eric Schwer, ignore Greer Blitzer. They put her on a fucking hot seat and literally make her do like a, a racial sensitivity seminar almost on television. I don't know how much of that's going to make the edit. They just can't. Yeah. Let's see if there's any other clips. I know. So that's it. So yeah. How much of that's going to make the edit? As we saw uh, just half a year ago, Eric Schwar apologized for his insensitive photo of him in blackface in high school. And um, you can see some of the responses that received the Blatchelorette said from two black women with nothing but love and grace. The apology is much appreciated. And we know Greer has apologized for a defense of a similar issue uh, where her friend was dressed up as uh, I don't even know who, uh, but uh, this Eric Shore lack of covering it on the Mentel All has drawn dr- uh, uh, drawn a lot of criticism. We covered it here. Michelle Young spoke to executive producers after the show ignored Eric's blackface photo. So it could possibly be that Michelle Young was pivotal in getting them to start having these conversations um, on the actual show. As we know, they didn't air the Eric Schwer blackface, but then they talked about it afterwards. Uh, my theory there, as we talk about shows being psychopathic in the sense that they don't feel pain and they're doing whatever they can for their ratings, my thought was they didn't address it on the show because they didn't want to offend the people that think everything's gone woke, and they addressed it on the podcast app, uh, apps because that skews more liberal. So Michelle spoke to producers right after the show. We're going to get into what she had to say. Here's how it all started. She made this statement on her Instagram story, and then we'll play her added um, audio. Hello, you all. I'm just coming on here to give you... By the way, I love the entrance. Hello, you all. I'm going to start... <laughs> Hello, you all. Hello, you Update. Um, Becca and I filmed an additional segment to Bachelor Happy Hour this week where it addresses our finale with Gabby and Rachel and how blackface was not addressed. Um, I spoke about how I excused myself from the stage, the conversation that happened directly after with executive producers um, because of this segment of blackface controversy that was not spoken about. Okay, so let's just play it. Here it is. I, Becca, I think you and I walking into last night's episode i think we we knew we knew a lot we knew you know just kind of we had talked to gabby and rachel about everything that had gone on and we knew that it was kind of gonna just be a a tough episode regardless on Mm -hmm. without you know this other race it's important to remember at this point eric was still engaged to gabby windy racism controversy on top of it and i think I'm, I know that I'm still processing it, but, you know, we're sitting side by side during this live show thinking that um, that this is going to be something that's talked about, you know, and I, I come straight from that Jane season, which was all about racial controversy and, you know, the change within the franchise that needs to be made and that is going to be made. And so, you know, um, I think me and Caitlin sitting there in the audience as this show is like progressing you know, we're moving through Tino's segment. Um, and then as we get to Gabby's segment, I think we were very, very shocked as we kind of started to process and realize that, you know, the show is addressing the text messages between Eric and this ex-girlfriend that came out. Um, but as it was going on, we were not 
addressing the blackface. And a lot of, and we also wondered when we watched this, is it something that they've left out of the edit? And no, it turns out they just weren't going to talk about it. And some people, you know, have said, hey, not that it's not a big deal, but people have asked, well, how does this apply to their love life and where they are now? Something that happened in the past. He had already apologized, this and that. I don't have an answer to the questions of what the show me, uh, wants to be as far excuse me as far as having candidates that aren't problematic or don't have certain issues someone had commented in bachelor rabbit holes instagram page i'm happy they're having greer address this but where was the energy from mullet boy eric and someone else said they are never good at these conversations so maybe they should just put more effort into the casting process now i do think it would be a lot easier to just cast people that don't have problematic past but at the same time as we know uh, a lot of people do <laughs> a lot of people do and um, I think there's always enough bandwidth on these live shows to have the conversation, even if it's an extra couple minutes. I know it's a lot to dive into, and, but I think it's worth acknowledging for the audience that the show cares. But as we know, the show doesn't care. So uh, it's all sort of a cosplay, if you ask me, and maybe that's just me sounding cynical, but as I've said before, the show doesn't care. They want to appease as wide a fan base as possible to keep their ratings as successful as possible. That's all they truly care about. Coming out, Eric does release an apology. He has been criticized for the black box or this or that but so so of course he had his apology um, on instagram probably pulled a rachel kirk connell and decided to just apologize even though the show has consistently told people to uh take the time to wait to do it on air but in this case they didn't even do it on air so good on him uh, at the very least to apologize in his own way as soon as or as within days, right, of when the actual blackface photo came out. Um, and, of course, we shared this clip, but Michelle Young, I mean, it's it was fascinating that she was willing to have this conversation because we know Michelle Young was working for the company as a podcast host, that is Bachelor Happy Hour, and she was able to still be critical. And I have to say, for anyone who criticizes their employer, it's... Not easy to do, and I think she did a really good job. Maybe, just maybe, Michelle's criticism of how the show handled Eric Schwartz's scandal led to a better job handling Greer's conversation on the Woman Tell All. As we know from Greer, because she already has apologized for it all, um, let's see if we can just find it right here. Bachelor Greer apology. We didn't have it pulled up. Um so, yeah, she apologized several months ago. The Bachelor's first impression rose recipient Greer Blitzer apologizes for defending blackface costume. Time and age do not excuse my actions, but this is not a reflection of who I am today. I think it's a fair convo to have. I think it's one that can lead people to a, a better place of understanding to say, no, look, I don't still have the same opinions I had when I was at that age. And while she says time and age do not excuse her actions, I personally personally believe that time and age and overcoming ignorance and overcoming viewpoints that we had from the world we grew up in I think it does matter to show that you know I've that 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 uh, those same viewpoint uh, view, excuse me those same viewpoints are no longer held 
And as you guys know, I'm in Bali, Indonesia for a few weeks, so I'm operating on limited technical resources here for our daily podcast. I'm, uh, In fact, if you want to check out my studio setup, you can go check that out in today's YouTube video where I showed how I make my content on the road. Uh, I try my best, but I'm 16 hours ahead of California time, which means I'm recording this at midnight on Tuesday, and you're going to get this uh, Tuesday afternoon. You're going to get this. I'm in the future is what I'm trying to say. But either way, I appreciate you all sticking around. Uh, to ensure that we continue to grow, uh, we ask that you make sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow, like it, review it, rate it, share it with a friend or two, even honestly, just sharing it with a small group of people that watch The Bachelor or just enjoy pop culture in general. You know, my goal long term is that The Bachelor Rush Hour becomes the rush hour where I just share 20 to 30 minutes worth of inspiration fun, contemporary news, things that are in pop culture, nothing too heavy, but something for your ride home so you can get home to the kids feeling happy, jazzed, and healthy. That's the goal, right? Well, here's our next clip. This one is a spoiler. It is who Reality Steve says will be the next Bachelorette. Leaked by one Steve Carbone, a.k.a. Reality Steve, the Stephen of the reality, has released who he believes will be the next Bachelorette of 2023. And we're going to get into it in 3, 2, 1. It is not Ariel. That's what this photo is. Aerial coverage provided by Dave Neal. Not Ariel. Uh, but if you look over here at who Game of Roses uh, is reacting to, they say, don't F this up, ABC, when you find out who the next Bachelorette is rumored to be. And there they are with a slow clap. So excited. The fine folks at Game of Roses will have a lot of Game of Roses coverage today. But we're going to get into this story in a second. Now, you may remember, and before we get into the Bachelorette a spoiler of who it's going to be, it was released. Now, I'm 16 hours ahead of California time. So I'm recording this actually late Tuesday evening. You're going to be seeing it early Tuesday morning. I'm in the future. And uh, that's right. Futuristic Dave here. Uh, is that a futuristic haircut? Or are you just happy to see me? I'm looking great. But what you can't tell is I actually burned myself again. It was cloudy today. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, Dave, the cloudy clouds are the cloudy clouds are when the sun's the worst. I know, idiot. But some, you know, I was reading a good John Grisham novel, as you do. The only it was the only book that wasn't in Dutch. You know, I was so bored by the pool. I was like, maybe I'll read a book. I'll be a book reader. My point being is that I was at the pool hanging out and I got this message. Now, the other day, someone said, Dave, are you uh, traveling for work or for honeymoon? And what they were implying was they have this weird thing. They think I'm a workaholic. And now, 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 no offense to you fine people out there. Um, I would rather not be making content. But one of the things with keeping the train running is just shoveling some charcoal, some coal, charcoal, some coal into the old engine, which is what I do. And I'm okay doing that. 90 minutes a day keeps the YouTube algorithm at bay. That's okay with me. I'm okay doing that. But I did want to call the person out to be like, hey, yeah, you can be on vacation and still get a few things done. It doesn't mean I have a toxic relationship with work. It just means that's how it works. It's if I don't make content, you're going to go watch uh, Zachary Reality. And hey, no offense to him, but like I want you to watch my channel first. We love Zachary. So anyway, someone responded to my comment with this, which blows my mind because it doesn't it literally makes no sense to me. Sometimes I go, I don't know what they're talking about. I literally have no idea what this person is saying. They said, honestly, Dave, you call out other 
influencers. I'm not an influencer. Business financing all the time. Tasha, Ari, etc. Why are you expecting to be exempt from the same conversation? Fans are more than within their right to question. (laughs) Tasha, are you listening to this? Fans. Fans, and to my, 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 my wife is in the other room here. Fans are more than within their right to question whether or not your vacation in Bali is being written off as a business expense. It's a valid question. So what's with the defensiveness? My response, and sometimes brevity is a virtue, folks, and sometimes the shortest response, the better I go, huh? What are you talking about? We criticized Tasha and Ari for taking fraudulent PPP loans during a pandemic. What does that have to do with whether or not I am on a vacation? Now, I guess the question this person is asking, and I can't believe I'm addressing this, but I address it because it's fun for me. I wouldn't bring up negativity if it wasn't fun, but my jaw is literally hitting the, you know, the Bali uh, beach floor here. But I think what they're saying is, are you going to are you going to try to write off your honeymoon as work? Let me tell you something. I, making bachelor content does not mean I can write off the trip that I'm on. Now I do have a stand-up show tomorrow. Anyone wants to come out and check that out. I have a stand-up show in um, Seminyak, I believe it's called the area of Bali. I'll be doing the show in English and I'll be trying to speak very slowly for all of our international audience that'll be at the show. But either way, dude, I have no idea what they were trying to reference. Like I'm dodging my taxes. Uh, I guess I can put you in contact with tax professionals to find out whether or not you can write off expenses. But no, I don't believe it's within the right of the audience to wonder whether or not I am on a 100% vacation or a 90%. It's not like a dichotomy where you're either on vacation or you're working. No, I got sunburned today reading a John Grisham novel at the pool. That's called a vacation. That's the most American thing you can do, right? Reading a shitty novel by a pool where, you know, some kids probably peeing in the water fountain. That's what a vacation is, right? But here we are making content about it. Okay, so anyway, uh, here it is, the spoiler for who's the next Bachelorette. Let me turn the mic down a little bit. It's Charity Lawson, 26 years young, from Columbus, Georgia. Hey, we were just in Columbus, Georgia. Your sister uh, lives in the... uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry, that wasn't Georgia. That's a different Columbus. Lots of... Oh, that's not even Columbus. Okay, either way, Columbus, remember him? Didn't he... What did he uh, spread a bunch of disease and we uh, made some statues for him and tore him down? Oh, Columbo, uh, you know... uh, uh, quit canceling Christopher Columbus, you know, like we care. Um, uh, we just turn all the lights off. Uh, no, it's all right. No, no, she's, she's like, yeah, are you done with your YouTube videos? We're on vacation. I don't care what that taxologist says in your comment section. So anyway, Charity Lawson, that who it, that's who it is, says Reality Steve. Let's hear what he had to say today on his podcast regarding the next announcement. To where I really do think it's uh, Charity that's going to be the next Bachelorette. I think it's going to be announced in the next couple of weeks. When filming begins, that's the only thing uh, that I'm holding out on because, well, not holding out. I don't know when filming begins, but we've been over this numerous times. I have said that they've never started filming The Bachelorette before The Bachelor ended airing. So I don't know why that would change this season, although we did have a Bachelor season that started way later than it normally does, as you know. The Bachelor season this year started on January 23rd. I think yesterday I said the 27th. I was wrong on that. It was Monday, January 23rd. It's usually the first Monday in January. This is the first time in 15 years that the show has not aired in the first Monday in January, and that was due to NFL 
getting the playoff rights on ABC, and they just didn't want to have to take a week off. So they had to wait for that was done. The first wild card playoff game was on Monday night, uh, the 16th of January. So they just started once that was over. So it would be very interesting if this actually is a season where Charity's season of The Bachelorette starts filming, possibly before she's even canceled from the show. Canceled. Uh, voted off the show. 20 Bachelor. This will be the 20th Bachelorette season. They've never started filming The Bachelorette before The Bachelor was done airing. They just haven't. Because they've used that after the final rose live on The Bachelor on finale night. To introduce the Bachelorette, quite a few seasons in a row, we had that Bachelorette meet five of her guys, and then later on that week, they start filming the season. So I don't know why that would change this season, but we'll see. Uh, We will see how, how that goes. I really do think with Charity in that role, and I understand that a lot of people... You know, everyone has their favorites every season. That's nothing new. You're going to have your favorites, and the people who wanted Ariel are disappointed. The people who wanted Gabby are disappointed. And look, the gig can only go to one person. Well, outside of last season with Gabby and Rachel. They're not going to do that again anytime soon. Yeah, you know, we, we see the comments online. People go, oh, I wish it was Ariel. And a lot of people are saying charity's boring. Here's the deal. I don't, I'm okay. Like, look, we don't. Charity hasn't been edited in a way that's dramatic or villainous or any of these things. She's not overly quirky like Gabby kind of is. I don't know why people want Ariel other than Ariel got a pretty good edit this past week. Ariel, I mean, Ariel would be fun. Uh, like, rea- like Reality Steve is saying, they've all been chosen out of thousands of people that have tested or interviewed to be on the show so they've all got something redeemable you know except for you know some a couple of them are like real uh you know don't have much going on but uh no i mean look i i personally you guys know i was a big fan of jess she's too young she's too young to be the bachelor she's she's uh ripe for bachelor in paradise as they say and that's going to do it for me today. I hope you guys had a pleasant drive home with me or wherever it is you're listening. And don't forget to rate it, review it, like, share with your friends. I'll be back tomorrow. Dave Neal here. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.